0: It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys three generations and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Sportsnet, Michigan and c 925 the castle. Our general Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC network out of Charlotte, North Carolina and the millennial man is Jared Patel of Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan and fat stack sports. Comments and questions can be sent by email to three at gmail.com or hit them up on social media at 3. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and Auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today: 989-720-Sell. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell. We'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-Sell. You'll do better with Sheridan.
1: Nelson House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our community. They're not tied into an out-of-state corporation or their board of directors. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. The top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, being right there when you need them most. With unique service to represent unique lives in mid-Michigan, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration, they deserve. The business started in 1880 and continues the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details see them on the web at NelsonHouse.com or call them at 989-723-5234
0: Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of 3 Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona.
1: Welcome to Day 164 of The New World and Episode 133 of Three Point Podcast. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sharon and Auction Service. I'm the old guy, Ted Fattell. Matt Burns, our middle guy on the phone from North Carolina, and Jared Fattell, the youngster, has made it back here into the mid-Michigan studios. Welcome, Jared. Good to see you again.
2: It's great to be back. Uh, you guys seem to hold down the fort pretty well without me but I mean it's kind of like what's the old saying like without the star player you can go for a little bit but then you got to bring him back or things are going to start falling off the track
3: we're
1: glad you're back but we did muddle along didn't we Matt
3: yeah I think we did pretty good without Jared I know he was up up north making some money so I've got a question though speaking of making money so Jared you tweeted out a couple days ago or maybe it was just yesterday that you wore some brand new Jordans to the KP (laughs)
4: <laughs> and ruined
3: them so i've got a yep. couple questions so you're obviously you're you're making good money you're working a lot you're playing a lot of golf you've, you've got the money to go out and buy some brand new Jordans. but why would you even think to wear them to the kp are you trying to show them off like are you, you're trying to show them off to the kp crowd or what because we all know the small little bar and it's you know dirty you know you got people stepping on you what what were you thinking there
2: so i've had, i got these things for christmas basically like I was like I just want these so much and they're one of the things where like I'm where my mom got them she had to like wait in line as soon as she got them the guy was like you can flip these and like double your profit like right now so they're like the Jordan 12 Flint Greys is what they are like they're sweet white and gray but I realized I haven't worn them and like since I had them for 6 months I'm like when am I actually ever going to wear these I, what's the point of them just collecting dust in my basement in a shoebox So I decided to whip them out, and it felt awesome. not going to lie. Like, first couple hours with them on, like, you feel like a completely different man.
1: Walking on air, right? You're
2: walking on air. Then you go through the night. You don't really think about it. Yeah, you're getting stepped on here, stepped on there, stepping in mud, like, or whatever, walking through grass. And then I look at them the next morning, and it's like, they are basically trashed. So I spent about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes trying to buffer these things out, and now there's creases all over them. And I just don't I, – I think it's part of the shoe quality. Like, how does a shoe get creases all over it? You wear it one time. Hmm.
3: Yeah, but. I'm not sure. I, I know I've got um, – like, right after Kobe passed away, I was I was going to – right around that time, it's kind of like weird timing. I was going to buy a couple of, like, pairs of his shoes. Yeah. And then, like, right after he passed away, you know, people started going crazy, trying to – yeah, like you said, trying to double their profits, selling them for ridiculous amounts on eBay. Like, you know, the shoe stores were even – sold out like all this weird stuff was happening i did actually i was able to get a couple pairs but i haven't pulled them out of the box because honestly i haven't i've been working from home i haven't worn shoes in like five months or whatever i'm just wearing like flip-flops and sandals (laughs) so i haven't busted them out and but i know what you're saying sometimes i see them in the closet i'm like i want to wear these things yeah but you know i just want to put them on like just go to the grocery store and wear them or something but i just i you know it, it made me laugh because I thought about that in that sense. I was like, man, I, I feel the same way about these Kobe shoes, so I know how you feel with the Jordans. But that you wore them to the KP, I was like, that's, I, I, I can't believe you did that. But, you know, I, for those two hours, he felt pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, that's question number one. Question number two is uh, what made you, other than the obvious, I guess, trolling for ladies, decide to go to the non-social uh, distancing KP?
2: So this was a couple weeks ago, and uh-huh. but I had been staring at these shoes in my, like, not cleaning them before I finally was like, you know, I got to clean these things right. and see if they are cleaner, if I can
1: salvage them or not. By the way, the KP stands for Corner Pub here in Alaska. Which is a
2: little bit of a, I don't know, rundown bar, to say the least but it's uh, one of on the, the few rowdy bars oh, in a while. it's
1: one of the hopping bars though yeah.
3: i would i would say the kp is the definition of you know when you hear people say a hole in the wall bar <laughs> yeah the kp is the definition of that it's cool it's great small the shuffleboard table though mm-hmm. that's that's what's clutch there
2: yeah but so just to kind of wrap it up i've had a few years ago when i first went to school and people don't really well actually a lot of people do know this because i tell them because it's like it's kind of unbelievable but i bought like Three, like I've always wanted a pair of sweet Jordans, so I bought like three fake ones. <laughs> I'm telling you what, for like 50 bucks for three pairs of shoes, and you can no one can tell the difference oh, they do? unless you're a legitimate like sneakerhead, you can't tell the difference. If these are fake, but this, fi- this pair I just got, it was finally like, you know, I just want one pair of legit Jordans I've always wanted them my whole life, never have had them, so I got them, and just like that, they're basically trashed. Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm like, why the hell didn't I just get fake ones? Because that's the thing about the fake ones. I wear them everywhere. I wear them in the ground, and I don't even think twice about it.
1: Well, at this point, if if you're saying they're trash, then you might as well wear these in the ground, right? Yeah. The, these got to gotta be your, your go-to shoes. Pretty much now.
2: <laughs> the And then I will say this. So you guys held on the floor without me, obviously, but there's something that's been going on in my own personal life that's kind of – I can't believe I'd ever say this. I'm golfed out. Oh, I really am. And here's the thing. I was just reading an article about how the total rounds played this year are, like, astronomical. Like, you know how we've talked about how golf has exploded due to, due to quarantine. But golf lost a good one. The last, like, five times I've played, basically all summer, actually. This is the new golf. You It takes you six hours to play 18 holes. You're waiting on every hole. because oh, they're so all crowded. These, these newbie golfers, you know. I never thought I'd be, like, the, the country snob. clubber golf snob, but. The the new clientele, the heavy Gilmars that are coming on these <laughs> courses, and they're ruining golf. They're ruining golf. I never thought I'd be the guy to take that stand, but it's to that point. I, I paid for eighteen holes yesterday. I played six. Oh my god. Because I had passed two groups and then I just every time I'd pass a group, there was another group of four Jagaloons, just I'm stuck behind. It took me two and a half hours oh, to play six holes. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm done for a long time.
3: That is frustrating and I've I've never been I mean, we talked about golf a lot, and, you know, I've, I've never been on that level, like golf's not, but I understand, you know, the game and, like, you know, courtesy you know, all that stuff that you do, like, while you're on the course. It is frustrating when you've got – I mean, you, you go golfing with your friends, you go to have a good time. And you, yeah. Well, apparently you don't. You said you don't drink when you're on the course, but, you know, yeah. a lot of times you're having a few beers or whatever. You're having fun, but, right, you still – there's the pace of play, and there's all this stuff that you try to, like, keep up with. And when it takes – when you're – five, six hours and you're still on like 14, it is getting to a point where like, all right, this is getting a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, you know, and I, I gave up golf quite a number of years ago for, for a few different reasons. Actually, I had some back problems and then my hip, but I wasn't very good also. So that's a, that's a top <laughs> thing. But to be honest with you, what you're bringing up, that used to irritate me, too. You know, a five-and-a-half, six-hour round of 18 holes. Uh, the cost of golf was getting to be crazy. Yeah. And I was—I just looked at it and said, you know, what could I do with six hours in that extra, you know, 50 to 75 bucks in my pocket? You know, so that that was a factor. And I would definitely be right with you it would be frustrating and, and uh, not fun if you have to wait that long you know
3: you know if you're doing uh um, one of my buddies actually today he just texted he's doing uh i don't know if jared you've ever played there's a course in granville over on the west side uh, maple hill
2: i've heard of it but no i haven't played it
3: yeah it's a, it's a nice course over there on the west side of michigan and so just my buddy texted me he said he's playing a scramble this morning over there and, like, those kind of things, like, it's like a company, like a work thing, a bunch of his work buddies, you know, something like that, that's fun. You that go hang be out there, you know, like a bachelor party, you know, something like that. You go have a good time. But, like, that's what, there's value in the courses that are like, you know, I think are like a Chippewa Hills or like a Corona Hills, you know, these, like, small local courses that aren't going to get crazy busy where you can just go bang out a quick nine or 18 in, like, two, three, four hours. Because they're not, like, ridiculously backed up. Sometimes, like, there's actually, like, it's actually nice to go do that. Play on a course that's not just, like, overrun with a ton of people.
2: No, that's the thing. I actually went to Corona Hills, and I love Corona Hills. It's, like, my favorite course. It's one of your
3: favorites, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, I purposely went in the hottest part of the day on a hot-ass day <laughs> yesterday. Like, I went at 4 p.m., which is the dead zone of a golf course. And – I have played *Corona Hills* before by myself in literally an hour. Like that's how fast you can play it if you have if you don't have to wait for anyone and you're just playing by yourself. Just
3: hit and go to your ball. Yeah. Hit
1: and go to your ball. Yeah. Two and a half hours, six holes. Jeez. And it's just it,
2: and this is what was pissing me off. The group ahead of me, and and I I'm okay with like new guys coming in and golfing, but. When there's a group ahead of me where a kid's wearing an Uncle Sam, uh, like patriotic hat, and he's playing like with a, and they're playing with Make a couple America girls, and the girls you can tell they've never played before are teeing off from the men's tees because they don't know any different, like that. And they're seeing me standing like, I try not to be that guy who just like stands in the fairway like staring at them like with my hand on my hip or flares ball out. But like, Adam. dude, at some point you just gotta let me go through. And but they don't know that they don't know how it's supposed to work. So I'm stuck behind them. Mm. I literally jumped to a different hole, got stuck behind a different group. And that's where I'm just like, this has happened like four or five straight times. I'm done for a while, maybe
1: a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, you, you're definitely worked up about it, that's for sure. Well, hopefully it'll clear up for you, and you know, <laughs> you can get some decent falls. Doesn't golf help in. that I'm not playing great. I'm
2: playing okay, but just something's changed my swing. Can't figure it out. Uh oh. We think don't need we, to get into that. Just
3: maybe, maybe to tie off the golf. But I don't. Yeah. Did we ever get an actual update on how the transition to the new clubs went?
2: It's I I love them. But here's so this is the thing that's really frustrating. I guess we'll talk about my golf game right now. Well, I'll it. get into it real quick. Wrap real it, quick, up. Wrap quick. it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up right here. The thing with the way I play is like a Jim Furyk style. I don't hit the ball very far. I've been hitting these irons great. I love the irons, but my driver, like when we were playing a really really nice courses like up north, it's called Black Lake. It's known mm. for like how narrow it is. I hit like 14 straight fairways there, and but since I came back, I my driver is just. Because like, I normally play like a fade or slice where I know if I aim like to the left, it's going to come around every single time, like right in the middle. Now I just don't know where the ball is going to go. And what was my strong suit is now the weakest part of my game, and I'm just about done. So it's rough. But the irons have been – I do like the irons, but it's kind of frustrating when you spend $1,400 on things, and then you realize you're kind of sick of the sport.
1: It's part of it. I mean, I, I don't want to make excuses, but it's part of it. You know, you're not – just completely zeroed in because you're frustrated you're waiting around? Does that have any <laughs> yeah, factor at all? Yeah, definitely
2: has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I would think it would. It definitely does. But that's every round. You can't get into rhythm this year. Yeah. You just can't, it's, it's, hey, I hate to say it, golf loss a good one. I'm out.
1: <laughs> Alright, <laughs> well we're going to get off of Jared's golf game right here. Before we get into some <clears throat> real sports, I want to tell you about Advanced Elevator Company. They have the best trained professional field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators in the entire Midwest. Centrally located with headquarters in the heart of Owasso here in Michigan, an area business leader and longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud member of the Shiawassee Regional Chamber of Commerce since the year 2000. Well, I know you guys got some thoughts, and I've even uh, been watching quite a bit of NBA basketball in the bubble. Uh, where do we want to start? I think we start with Paul George.
2: I, I, the thing, Paul George has been playing absolutely terrible. Like, I'm pretty sure the first two games of the series, he was 9 for 33 with, like, 15 points. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really bothers me about it is that this, this is the same guy who co- coined himself as, quote-unquote, playoff P. <laughs> and this guy's never been past, like, the conference finals, really isn't that much of a playoff performer since he played for the Pacers, like, five, six years ago when he had, like, one good series against the Heat and they ended up losing and now I'm hearing the nickname, this is what got me, Pandemic P. What a nickname. But that's what happens when you decide that you're going to make up your own nickname as something as preposterous as Playoff P when you are the least clutch guy in maybe the history of the NBA.
3: That's really what he is. He's, he's building off of that one playoff run that he had with the Pacers where he was pretty legit, but right now that's five, six, seven years ago or whatever. And, yeah, otherwise, he's. I mean, he's still a good player, but he's, He's basically like a, a second or third option on on a really good team. Obviously, he's playing with Kawhi, so he's going to be behind Kawhi. But you know, the the thing is, is like he's also yeah, coining giving yourself a nickname. You better back it up if you yeah. give yourself a nickname. If LeBron James gives himself the nickname the King and he never wins an NBA championship, you know that would be like the same kind of thing. Uh, he's also like Paul Paul George. He's like going off on people on social media. So, you know, like, people are calling him out, not just, like, idiot fans. Other players have been, you know, kind of taking shots at him. And then he's, like, taking shots back, saying, I don't care, you know, like, saying, worry about yourself and all this other stuff. So now it seems like social media or, you know, the the backlash about playoff P is starting to get into his head. And then he goes out and goes, like, two for 13 from the field. So it's like, dude, just, like, worry about your game. Like, just go out there and play. That's all you gotta
2: do. And that, exactly, and that's the thing that is like Paul George. He's basically getting carried by Kawhi right now, who's playing just
1: god is he good? He, he is, is freaking so good. good.
2: But here's the thing that's bothering me lately, and it's always it's it's been going on since James Harden has kind of emerged onto the scene. Is people saying, "Oh, I can't stand watching the Rockets. I can't stand this. I can't stand." I don't understand that. I saw a video yesterday where. James Harden literally was dribbling up top for about 20 seconds and then just launches a step-back three from the top of the key and buries it. Like, how is that not fun to watch? I think that's awesome.
1: It is, and even that you're bringing it up, we were recording this on Sunday morning, but uh, yesterday the game went to overtime, and Harden had some great moves in that yeah. game. It was a good matchup.
3: No, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, we've talked about it before, but I'm definitely not a Harden fan. I can respect his game. He's obviously insanely talented but those are the possessions I can't stand where dribble 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 for 20 seconds all the rest of his teammates are just standing there watching and then yeah he launches a step back 3 that he definitely travels on to get into a step back and yeah a lot of times he makes it but then there's a lot of times he misses and it's like how is that good basketball? I understand he's one of the best players in the game but you know you're not getting your teammates involved and a lot of times he's just flopping around him and Chris Paul are like touching each other and flopping all over the place. So I Dude, it's crazy talented. He's a former MVP. Obviously, he's really good. But I mean, he kind of like what you said about Paul George hasn't basically been past the conference finals. It's the same with James Harden. Like, I, I don't know if when Russ Westbrook comes back, if they're going to be any better. But Harden isn't like taking his team to any championships either. So, uh, if that's the style of basketball you want, have at it.
1: What do you guys? You know, since Jared's back after a week off, what do you guys think in general right at this moment? on uh, the play in the nba playoffs and and you know the games and the uh, the thing that i really love is you know they're going from one o'clock in the afternoon to night you yeah. know it's it's non-stop basketball
2: it is awesome the, the series that i've been absolutely loving to watch is the blazers lakers and even though i'm not sure and this was something i'm not sure if it was just lebron and like the team being smart about it but last night in the middle of the game the, the announcers like Mark Jackson and stuff are shitting on them saying how they're not getting back Like there was literally like it was like 12 seconds on the shot clock they still hadn't passed half court like they're basically just standing at the other end so I'm not sure if it's just because it's the bubble and they honestly don't care a whole lot or if it's because it's the first round and they don't they know they're kind of okay they're going to get by the Blazers or if it's just they're resting I don't know which one it was it seems like the players are taking it pretty seriously which is cool and that's basically all we ever asked for Right.
3: Yeah, I think they're. I, I mean, it's when you watch the games, it sure seems like you like a regular NBA playoff game. Yeah. Um, the one thing is, we Ted and I talked about it last week. The, the the lack of home court advantage. I think that's showing up. You know, like you know, they should be at the Staples Center or uh-huh. they should be in Portland or whatever, and obviously they're not. So I mean, that's showing up. I think the intensity is there. I mean, yeah, they're they're probably like as far as the Lakers, they're probably pacing themselves a little bit. They know they can kind of. Coast by the Blazers a little bit, but I think the intensity is there. And I I think that you brought it up before, or even on Twitter or whatever. The games, like, it's so impressive how good these games look on TV. Like, I think that was maybe like when this started, you know, whatever, two months ago or whatever, wondering how these games would look on TV. No fans, you know, not a bunch of like reporters at the game and these virtual fans and all that. I don't know. I almost like this better than than uh, you know the regular
1: NBA games. Oh, it's not a bad look at all. The
3: fans there kind
1: of sucks. Yeah, it does. But still, the you know with them dealing with what they had to, you know the cards are dealt with. I mean, it, it's a great product. It really. It,
2: compared to just the like we talked about the MLB, where there's teddy bears in the stands. Like
1: you can't. You got to admit though, you had a laugh when that one <laughs> line drive foul ball knocked the head off that teddy bear. <laughs> almost that was pretty funny. Not
2: gonna <laughs> lie, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things It it is awesome that's why basketball I feel like is almost the best sport for something like because that's what we all kind of grew up doing is playing in open gyms and or out in your yard stuff like that where it's you still have, like, the same intensity pretty much. Right. Whereas, like, a football, you've never, ever played it without fans in the stands.
1: What are your thoughts? I don't know if you commented on it or not about the fact that there is no home court. Is it? Do you enjoy I, I it mean, better this way, knowing that, really, the best team's going to win the NBA? The team that's playing the best right now, anyway, is going to win the championship. I feel like it
2: benefits uh, certain teams, like, yeah. a, like a Portland Trailblazers, like like where it's Damian Lillard, it so much just feels like an open gym where he can just shoot it from mm-hmm. 30 feet and and he doesn't get any nerved up at all and is the same sight line at the same gym every single time and, like, a Carmelo Anthony. But there's really nothing you can do. I like how they're pumping in. I said I didn't want fake crowd noise, which they. I seems like they're kind of doing that a little bit, but they are doing, like, the defense chance and trying to help out some way with the home court advantage, like where the team that right. is quote-unquote home doesn't have shit like that going on when they're on offense. Yeah.
1: I think they've done a great job with it. Whoever's in charge, which you got to start right at the very top, and Silver, you know, yeah. and everybody that works for him. I mean, it's just it's very cool to see. And what after the first round, they're allowing uh, families to come. Yeah. So that'll be cool too. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, fun. I'll,
3: I'll be curious to see what happens once they allow these uh, significant others and family to come. Like, if I don't know, are we going to see like some spikes or something? You know, I am sure they're going to test everyone and make sure everyone's like good to go. But yeah. I'll just be curious to see if we do see a couple more positive cases.
1: Now, is the plan they're going to make the family stay in the bubble? Is that how that's well, going yeah. to work? Yeah, yeah they have to, right? Able, yeah, they're not going to be able to leave. But how how tough is that? you know, you, your family member, you bring them all in, and you get to hang out at Disney.
2: I was kind of thinking about it. I mean, just when I was up north working this week, like kind of away from – everybody like where it was almost its own bubble like work bubble i was like this must be hell for those guys <laughs> if you think like i don't really have much waiting for me at, at like
1: home or whatever you got the but KP. these guys
2: who are basically you know going to the strip club and living it up like vegas and right all that stuff like this must be prison for them just total prison
1: <laughs> to sacrifice their making for their yeah. paycheck and us that's right yeah you're probably right all right, well, we're going to talk a little college football here in a moment, but uh, I just want to remind you, go online at com for info on their upcoming auctions. The auction house is packed with all kinds of great items. Step to date by checking their website at com. Sign up for their email notifications, and uh, I see that they are putting in a large addition on their South Washington headquarters here in town, so good job by them. Nelson House Funeral Homes, number one goal is to serve families in our community. Top priority is caring for our friends and neighbors, and being right there when you need them the most. They're the best in the biz. For more details, see them on the web at nelson-house.com. And, you know, when you're not hanging out at the KP, Jared, you should definitely be over at Rivals Tap House and Grill. The official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. They're open for dine in service again. They have a full menu, specialize in all kinds of great food, including pub sandwiches. Come on out for their Thursday bike nights. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. Well, I, I brought up college football, and you see, I bring paperwork with me here. And one thing I, you know, I'm an old school guy, obviously. I can't wait for the the college football schedules to come out. Because then I print out each conference schedule, see the big games. And I was depressed this week because I still was able to print out the SEC, the you know, the Big 12, and but Big 10, gone by the wayside. And I do have a printout of their schedule, too, that they came out right before they canceled yeah. everything.
2: I remember joking around last year where you had that printout mm-hmm. with basically every – Every Saturday. It was like all the big-time games, every Michigan-Michigan State game. Right. And I kind of joked about it, but then I think you ended up bringing me one, and I actually was like, this thing's actually pretty awesome. I'm going to use this thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of those things. It, it still hasn't really set in for me. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago where it's it, it's going to be coming up here probably next Saturday where it's a beautiful, like, fall Saturday, and there's no college football.
1: Yeah, and you say college football in general. I had a buddy over on Friday night. We did some pontooning and fishing. And he's as big a Michigan fan as I am. And I'm just, I'm dreading, like you say, college football, missing, you know, the big games. But Michigan football, I mean, it's going to kill me. It, it really is. Yeah,
3: I mean, what what did we say? It's been, what did you say, 132 years? Yeah. That's, uh, we, there, 132 years has been Michigan football. So, for, this, for it not to happen, and, and then like the way that it's all gone down, you know, I know we've. We've joked about the whole parents thing, and we, we probably need to get Jared's thoughts on mm-hmm. this, this protest that some of the Big Ten parents did uh, at the Big Ten headquarters. And, you know, the, the kind of a little bit shady way that Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, kind of has been handling this, you know, canceled the season and then puts out this letter because a lot of people were, you know, questioning his decision-making or whatever. And just kind of all of that. When you see the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 being – cautious, uh, having protocols and doing all that, but kind of like going forward with their season, that's what kind of makes it sting a little more. Is, uh, we've talked about it, Ted, and we did last week, like why the Big Ten couldn't at least like give it a shot. At least if you give it a shot and after Labor Day, if all of a sudden the numbers get crazy or something like that and then you have to cancel, it's like, okay, at least you gave it a shot, but right now it just kind of feels like we were just kind of like punched in the gut or something. No Michigan football.
1: Well, especially since they're still working out on campus and practicing, I mean, isn't the SEC and these other conferences that are going to go ahead and try to play, they at least postpone their schedule till what late September?
2: Yeah. The Big Ten is going to be on the right side of history with this thing. I really do think that you might be right. And it just seems, especially when I was just telling you before a show, Darren Revell, uh, It seems like a new. There's a new story like this every week. Georgia, I think it was either State or Southern's, like starting quarterback heart like issues forever now. Because of COVID and yet you're going to keep sending these guys out to play knowing that this is probably going to happen to at least a few guys on like some sort of long-term issue or potentially, I guess death it could happen. So that's what I just don't understand. It's, it's just football. It really is. I think about that. It's just football at the end of the day. And you have big 10 parents, helicopter parents, as I like to call them. What are they? Who do they like? Who cares about their opinion? I, I know. I think Matt does, but. I, but who honestly cares about their opinion whatsoever? These guys, these kids are at least 18, which we consider an adult. The majority of them are over 20, somewhere between 20 and, like, 22 years old. And yet you have these parents, like, basically saying, let's force these guys out there when it is clearly dangerous just so that we can tailgate on Saturdays and brag to our friends uh, how we have a son that's a Division One athlete. Like, it's just – it's not like they lost a scholarship. They're really not being screwed over that much. They're gonna—they're not losing their scholarship. They're gonna have another year of eligibility. What is the big deal about just having them play this year? Especially if you're a parent, why do you really care? Just wait a year, and play them next year. If, if they were losing their scholarship or if they were losing their eligibility, I get that. But they're not. So that's what are you so upset about?
3: Well, I think like you know, I don't. It's not like me personally. I care what these parents have to say. I think probably what you're referring to is, I, I think like. I do feel like they should have a say in what, like, is going on with, with their kids. You know, they're they're young. I mean, you call them kids. I mean, they're yeah, like you said, they're 18, 19, 20 years old or whatever. You know, I think at that point the parents do still kind of their opinion does matter because, I mean, they're still kind of, like, overseeing, you know, some of these kids still, like, go home in the summer and live with them or, you know, whatever you want to say. You know, they're not, like, grown adults where they're out. 25 30 year old like NFL players you know you wouldn't have the parents of NFL players giving their opinions or whatever but you know I I just think like their opinion matters in the sense of like and I think what they're trying to say is they just want an explanation and that's what has been missed is like it just seems like this decision was made and there hasn't been like a legit explanation like we haven't seen the vote we haven't seen like a laid out you know Kevin Warren's letter that he released there's People have like went through and debunked basically the whole thing and said it's just full of lies and like just stuff that doesn't make any sense. So I think that's what basically what they're saying. Like we just want an explanation. Yeah, they're also like chanting "Let us play" or whatever, and that yeah. just kind of looks stupid. But like, tell us what happened. Why did you make this decision? That's what we want to know. Because you like you say it's just football, but and I understand what you're saying. It's just a game. It's just football in that sense. But like a lot of this, I mean. These are like these kids' futures that are maybe, you know, some of these guys that might be trying to play for an NFL career or just the memories that are made or the things that you learn while playing football and stuff like that. So, I mean, yes, it's like just a game, it's just football, but I, there's more to it than, like, just football, I think.
1: Yeah, and we talked about it on the last pod about the, the fact that, uh, you know, the leadership has been lacking. You're talking about Warren, but if, if he was going to get all the facts straight before making this final decision – I think you should have involved the athletic directors, the coaches, the players, and the parents. Uh, even if even if it's a survey, and say, hey, what do you want to do this year? What if it came back just almost unanimous that they all wanted to play, including the parents and the players? And you talk about Jared; they're adults. The kids that are playing, do you just disregard that no. if they want to play? If they want to sign a waiver and say, hey, I'm, I want to play football? I
2: would be fine with that. Like I have no problem with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields mm-hmm. doing it. But when it's Dylan McCaffrey's mom, like, does th- not that scary a little bit? Michigan's <laughs> starting quarterback is basically a kid. Like he's being treated like he's 10 years old where the mom is basically saying we want, he wants to play. He want we want to do this. No, it, it, I'm sick. The parents, I don't care what they have to say at all. They're adults. Isn't college like supposed to be? You're stepping outside of the umbrella, like the house, and you're on your own.
1: Okay, we'll back it up one second. So you don't think like if they did send a survey out, it just goes to ad, ads, coaches, and players. Parents shouldn't be involved. Why at would they all? be involved at all? Wow, Well, because it's their kids' livelihood. <laughs> they uh, you are know, It's adults. a big decision. There might be some parents that say, "No, I don't want my kid playing." Why does it matter? Why if shouldn't the kid they wants have a say? Why well, would
2: you? Would you? Okay, so I'd like to have a say in wanna, my child. Just so, at if least a vote. so if you were playing football, yeah, and you really wanted to play, like this was, but your mom said no, you're not playing. You're Justin Fields, and your mom said no, you're not playing, so Justin Fields can't play now.
1: Well, that be that would definitely be a discussion between my mom and me, but. You're saying but that she, they, she has a say. She would at least have a say.
2: She basically, you want to do a survey where if all the moms voted no, but all the players voted yes, they would have to listen to it. They wouldn't <laughs> be able to play.
1: Well, I guess they'd have taken into consideration. But I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, I, I still think that uh, they should be involved in some way. Just because their kids are in college and are eighteen to twenty-two years old, why they not?
2: They are adults,
1: aren't they? Adults. They are adults. So, do you, if your parents tell you something and they dig their uh, heel in the sand, are you going to disobey what they have to say? Or are you going to take it under consideration? Uh, I would
2: take it under consideration, but they—it's just the fact that they're doing it for—they're doing it for attention. They really are. Oh. If you—if
1: you think that this is some sort, oh, of— oh, I'm a, not going to deny that. There's there definitely like the, some the, of that. The,
2: the Michigan football big mom or parent group. Mm-hmm. Wh- why do you need a Twitter account for that? Right. And people are like retweeting it and loving it, like oh, like we are we stand with the parents. They're they are not being abused at all. They are getting their scholarship. They are getting. They're going to be able to play. They're, if anything, these parents should be like thanking the Big Ten. You're not putting our kids' lives in danger, and they're not losing anything.
3: The thing is, is like you, you brought up the Georgia State quarterback, and you know people obviously grabbed onto that immediately. I mean, kind of like what you did, and immediately said like, see, 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 you shouldn't be playing, and like went crazy with it and, like, they they haven't actually said if he got the virus, like, at practice or while playing football. He might have gotten it on campus or something. I mean, people, like, act like if a couple football players do get sick that it's because of football, whereas, like, you could get it just, like, going to the grocery store, going to the KP, or, like, going to do something else. So that's where, like, the choice thing comes in, and it does seem like the parents, maybe it does seem like a little bit of an attention grab, but I'm, I'm with Ted. I think, like, it feels like if would, – would we want, like, all of a sudden no, no election in November for the president? All of a sudden they just say, like, the Congress or whatever just says, like, uh, this is who we picked for the president. You're all – the whole country's opinion doesn't matter. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. Kevin Warren, I don't know, he probably listened to some people, or maybe there was a vote, whatever. But it feels like he just kind of, like, made the decision and didn't listen to the coaches and the ADs and the players. And, yeah, you're not going to, like, let them make your decision – Necessarily, but you would want them their opinion to at least matter, and it just doesn't feel like that, that happened at all. And, and that's kind of my thing. If the players want to play, if we're calling them adults, I mean, they are of legal age to vote. They are of legal age to choose to join the military, and they would know the risks that are at stake if they want to join the military. So if they want to choose to play football, if we're calling them adults, why shouldn't we let them do that? If, if they want to, their parents are cool with it. The school has put safety protocols in place. It feels a little weird that we're just saying no, that you, you can't play. And that, that's what's kind of weird. And, like, also, like, just calling it football, there's a lot of other stuff at stake. Like, Iowa, because of the money they're losing without playing football, they're canceling gymnastics. They're canceling the swimming program. They're canceling a bunch of other programs. A bunch of other schools have already had a cancel program. I mean, you know, like I work at a sports television network, so, you know, sports are a big deal. It does affect a lot of people. So, like, just calling it ads, just football, having no football season in the Big Ten or in the Pac-12 or whatever, there is a trickle-down effect. It does affect a lot of people. And if if they want to play and they're cool with it, they know the risk, it just feels weird telling them you can't do it.
2: Knowing how much this is going to kind of screw over the Big Ten by canceling the season, shouldn't that make you – like, proud of the Big Ten in a way, that they don't care about the money, they don't care about the repercussions of this, they just care about staying safe. Like, I I guess that's where where I'm at with it. I'm okay with the Big
3: Ten. I don't know. That's what feels kind of weird. Like, the Big Ten, I don't know what you guys think, but maybe it's because I'm down here now and I kind of see from, like, the outside looking in. The Big Ten kind of, like, thumbs their nose up at a lot of people. They, like, you know, they have these institutions like Michigan, like Penn State, and, like, Northwestern, and these other ones that they act like they're like the ivy league of the midwest oh yeah i feel like you know if they did make that decision after the ivy league decided to cancel their football season all of a sudden you know big 10 started saying like oh shit the, the ivy league's doing this we're, we're right there we better do it we like you said we better be smart about this because we're the big 10 whereas you know the sec it's schools in the south maybe not the highest academic standards at some of these sec schools so they're going forward playing football And if they have to cancel in two or three weeks, they'll do that. But it feels like the Big Ten was, like, trying to be too smart. We're we're Michigan. We're Penn State. We're Northwestern. We're Ohio State. We're going to be too smart. But then it's like in these states they're playing high school football. So it's like, like what's going on here? What are we really doing?
1: Yeah, and, you know, the way I see it is, and I've watched the television clips of uh, different universities where they have these parties and they're having these big COVID outbreaks I really here's my own personal opinion. I think the that college football they have that in a pretty controlled environment. I think really, and I, Jared, you're the most recent college graduate. I think this season, this year, they should have gone completely virtual college yeah. for classes. Yeah. That's completely what, virtual.
2: That's what kind of cracks me up is how uh, everyone's insane, "Oh, these kids are they're safer at campus." Are they safer when you know they're going to these you got Central Michigan Welcome weekend, like five hundred kids in a parking lot party. <laughs> right. Are they really safer? Like, and I know they think like these kids are going to be goody two shoes, kind of like how people think these college kids are just going to not party. Oh, yeah. Like these these college football players are not just going to sit in a bubble. They're they're going to be going to these parties.
1: But if there is no, if it's all online classes, there's no students other than the football yeah. team in their controlled environment. Where are the parties going to happen?
2: But how can you play football and not have in class like? and not have in-person classes
1: why can't you Why? why? That seems kind of well how would the rest,
2: counterintuitive you can well how would the rest of the university and... do it
1: how would they have classes they're they're doing it right now different universities I know, are doing they virtual think they're
2: going to be able to keep it socially distanced but they're not because college kids are not going to abide by it
1: well if they would have just if they would have made the decision saying hey well, that's a whole another discussion because they've already got housing paid for and all this other shit, you know, so it's just a big mess. But my whole thought process was if they would have just stepped up and say, okay, everybody that's a university student, you know, we're going to give you a break on your rate, but you're going to have to do it online. And you football team, you're going to be able to play, you know, but you're in your own little bubble. You know, it's the football program and you're going to just get out and be exposed when you play opposing teams. I mean, I don't know. They could have pulled it off. And what we've talked about before, and Matt and I are on the same page, you're in a different spot. I respect that. But I think they had nothing to lose if they just would have held off. And Nothing it, to lose? N- why not wait and just see until the end?
2: these kids will, and having them practice? Why and... not?
1: They're practicing now, aren't they? And they don't even get to play.
3: There's no no yeah, I mean, hope of playing. still practicing. And, you know, like Michigan said, they're going to hold on the day that they would have been playing Ohio State. They're going to hold like basically like a a mock NFL combine, so the players still kind of have something to like work for. So, you know that's kind of cool. But right, they're still practicing. the The athletes are still on campus. It does seem like it was a little bit of a money grab by the universities to let all these kids come back to campus right. and act like we're going to try and do classes and like you said, we're going to try and social distance when it, that just doesn't seem possible. Impossible. at all. And now they're having outbreaks, and now they're, like, sending kids home or telling kids to stay home while they already paid for their room and board. So, you know, people started to say, like, are they issuing refunds? or like, what's going on with all that? But, you know, the, I think the big thing that they were saying where we can't just tell the, like, quote-unquote normal students to stay home and football players that come on campus, because then that's, like, basically saying you're not normal students. Like, you're not just, like, student-athlete. You know, we're starting to treat you different than every other student on campus, which I think most people already understand that they are different than most normal students. So I don't think people would have been offended by that at all.
2: I don't know. Agree to disagree on this sure. topic. I don't – we really can't go a year without football. Like, think about it. If there, if, uh, do, you, do, you, do you think there's a zero risk in these guys playing? Zero risk. No, so there's no zero the, risk in so anything you in life. You you can't sacrifice a, a year.
1: I'm I mean I'm gonna have to, but it, Jared, we'll just wait and see. Everybody seems to, there seems to be a lot of people saying, well, yeah, you know the SEC and these other conferences uh, that have decided to play. Well, they're gonna get one or two games and in, also, and it's gonna it, collapse. What's really screwing? I'm not these sure players. about that.
2: Uh, Forcing the big time to play these kids that are seniors a half ass season that no one gives a shit about where all the star players KJ Hamler are just sitting or not KJ Hamler uh Rondale Moore all these studs are just sitting out and you're forcing them to play without fans or wait a year give them their eligibility and play a 100 legit fans in the stadium season next fall what do you screw who are you screwing mark
1: what would right. you rather have no I'm not, against, I'm not again I'm not 100 against that I'm probably more in favor of that than their well, half ass spring schedule they're coming up well, with. Well,
2: they'll probably cancel that, too. Well, I don't understand the spring schedule either. I right. don't know why they did that.
1: Right. Well, that's what's on the table right now, right?
2: Yeah, that's what's I, – I, I disagree with that. I will admit that. I disagree with that. Okay. But Okay.
3: Well – That's kind of part of – that's part of the, like, whole discussion, too, is, like, you, you're saying next fall 100% normal season fans in the stadium. So, like, people acting like – you know, obviously there's – a whole side that thinks once this election is over all of a sudden that pandemic's going to go away or whatever but people acting like you're going to be able to pull off a of spring season all of a sudden it's going to be safe to play like why in all of a sudden four or five months are this is all just going to go away it's like whatever the risks are right now in four or five months are they just not going to be there or even in a year i mean like people you know if we, even if a vaccine comes out it's not necessarily that all of a sudden boom vaccine out pandemic done so like why if you're saying it's not safe right now, why is it going to be safe in the spring or then even next fall? So that's where like it's like give it a shot. You know, it's one of those things like you got to at least like step up to the plate and take a swing. If you're going to step up to the plate and not even swing, then you're you're not even giving it a legitimate at bat. Like you, that's what it feels like the Big Ten's doing.
1: Well, the thing they didn't do, and I'm not I'm not an expert on how they definitely could pull it off, but we see it right now in the NBA. They know what the hell they what they're doing. They pulled it off. It's a, it's a, still a great product. Yeah, is it tougher to try to do a bubble with college football? No question about it. And we're going to see what happens in the NFL, you know, how, I, how, how that here, comes down.
2: Here's an interesting idea that my brother told me. What if you don't get a season, but what if you do like a, th- uh, a three-week bubble, Michigan plays Ohio State, like, but you play one game? I don't know. Hmm. If, if something. You give them, they can stay in a bubble for three weeks. You can't ask college kid to stay in a bubble for four months, and not getting paid. I, I just feel like that's a little. That's all so much more logistics than just the MBA, where they can all go to a. You can't like. How are you going
1: to do that? I'm not denying college, it's like, hard. money? But you know, if you just say you can't do it. Then you're never gonna be successful at life. I mean, come on, figure it out. Figure <laughs> it, out. it out. They haven't figured it out in know, the Big Ten, obviously. Of,
2: obviously in a year, coronavirus is still gonna be a thing, but I can't imagine it's gonna be worse well, than well, it is right
1: now. Well, will you say this? The NBA has figured it out?
2: Yeah, the NBA has. The MLB okay. hasn't. Okay. Really? The MLB, MLB hasn't.
1: hasn't, but we can't
2: even figure out tests. The NFL can't you can't we don't even Matthew Stafford's testing positive when he's not. Yeah. It's like we can't even figure out tests. Scientists are telling us, dude, like this is not safe. Don't do it. Why are we trying to like outthink the guys that know what they're talking about?
1: Well, there's (laughs) that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole other discussion because there's you can listen to whoever you want as far as an (sighs) pretty much everyone, everybody has an opinion. Everyone,
2: all the doctors are saying, why are we playing?
1: Well, I'm putting my vote on the table right now. I think the Big Ten should have held off. I, I think they canceled too early. I know. and that's just, I'm glad the did
2: canceled too. They should have canceled in, in May. Uh, Everyone should have canceled
1: a long time ago. Well, that's a whole other discussion. I want to talk a little bit about high school football here before we wrap up this podcast as well. Anything else we want uh, to talk about in college football? I don't know if I ask you guys' opinion. I have a little bit of a feeling that uh, the SEC is going to pull it off and not – you know, not cancel the season somewhere along the line. What do you guys think? Do you think they're going to start with a couple of games and then there's going to be some outbreaks and it's going to fall apart?
2: No, well, I just have zero clue, and that's why there shouldn't be. No one has a clue. No, and people can act like they have a clue, they don't.
1: So if you don't have a clue, why wouldn't you just go ahead and try to go forward with it until you the get reper- the bad news? Until well, okay, well, you get a bad news. Until you, yeah, you get a virus. Just with the virus. Yeah,
2: just the trot like. them out there. It's like, a, it's like a test monkey.
1: Chances are they're going to be just fine chance that. According to well, According to the experts at their age group. Yeah, has there been some, uh, like you talked about, the Georgia State quarterback and the Indiana football player? No,
3: not screw them.
1: But I think that it gets blown out of proportion, personally.
3: There are experts, like the medical experts for that work for the ACC and the SEC are saying that they can pull it off safely. So that's where like, you know, you always talk about a second opinion from doctors. You know, two doctors, they might tell you two different things. So that's where, you know, things kind of get a little blurry a little bit. And you're talking about the bubble and i know we're about to move on but so like the sec I talked about the you know creating a bubble on campus and because they've had you know alabama and some other old miss some other schools have started to have a little bit of outbreaks so they're kind of sending students home so in a sense they're creating that bubble on campus so that's where i think unless there's some ridiculous outbreak once they start actually traveling and playing these games it does seem like they're going to be able to pull it off. Whether they play the full schedule, you know, that, you know, who knows. But it does seem like they'll, they'll be able to pull something off, and we'll actually get to see a little bit of football. And I, I'm with you, Ted. I just wish – I understand the safety part, and I, it's not knocking down the severity of the pandemic, but I just wish the Big Ten would have given it more of a shot. That's all it is.
1: Yeah. All right, well, we'll leave that where it's at. I mean, it's definitely a passionate topic, and I know – The closer we get to when Michigan was supposed to have their opening game, I'm going to lose it. I know that right now. But we'll talk a little high school football and a little bit more here before we wrap up this podcast. But I want to tell you, the CoronaConnection.com, they know it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at CoronaConnection.com. An advanced elevator company features top expert field techs for troubleshooting, repair, and installation of elevators, an area business leader, and a longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools.
4: Education is facing a whole new world with the COVID-19 pandemic. In normal times, there are tons of reasons why nearly 40% of Shiawassee County families choose Corona. Families choose Corona because our athletic program and high school are ranked as the best in the county by Nietzsche.com and U.S. News and World Report, respectively. Families choose Corona because of the relationships our staff has with our students and families. Families choose Corona because of our World Championship Odyssey the Mind program or our award-winning band, FFA, co-op, or other career-related classes like Mechatronics or Construction Trades. Still others like our low elementary class sizes and the paraprofessional support our students get or the social emotional support for all of our students. Finally, I believe families choose Corona because they trust us. And with COVID-19 pandemic, Trust is probably the most important trait you can consider when thinking about what school district is right for your child. Here at Corona Public Schools, you can trust we are working hard to implement an educational plan that will work for every student and all families as the start of the 2021 school year gets nearer. Regardless of what phase our state is in, I can promise you this. Any plan we implement will be based on the following cornerstones. Our staff loves our students like they're our own. We will do everything we can to keep your child safe, We will do everything we can within the law to provide normal school experiences like field trips or recess. And finally, we will do everything we can to challenge your child academically and provide emotional and social support. This is Corona Public Schools Superintendent John Fattel. And I guess when you get right to it, there's lots of reasons why people choose and trust Corona Public Schools. Remember, young or old. It's great to be gold. Call 989-743-6338 to set up a tour and find out for yourself why Corona is the right fit for your child.
1: Well, Matt Matt and I got into it a little bit last week uh, in the high school uh, football situation, and uh, they had another meeting this last week and announced that uh, two of the zones in the state of Michigan, uh, the Traverse City area and the entire Upper Peninsula, they're able to resume play for all fall sports other than football. Um, I'm not sure what the latest status is on the other zones of Michigan south of Traverse City, Uh, You know, we got to get, I guess, into what do they call it? uh, Zone five or whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah. You know, from the governor's office. And it all hinges on what's coming out of Lansing. But don't you guys find it interesting? And I I don't have the stats in front of me of uh, covid cases in Michigan compared to Indiana and Ohio or our neighboring states. But they're allowing high school football down there. What do you think of that?
2: It's a shame. Like, I, I feel bad for the kids that were, that are seniors where your season's pretty much over. The MHSA should have – all schools I, – I, that's why I almost feel like it should just be a national decision. Like, all schools are done or all schools are going to play mm-hmm. or we're going to have our be open for schools. I know that there's different, like, rates. And so, like, obviously schools in Detroit and stuff like that's a little bit more difficult than somebody like a rule like Corona. But I just feel like, just so that there's not, like, it's like if you, imagine if you're a Michigan player right now, and you're watching, like you said, Indiana's playing when maybe they shouldn't be, but we don't know, I guess time will tell. Yeah, that's that. the big question, that's and, for sure. But, yeah, I would I would feel pissed, and the MHSA, I know a lot of kids thought about, like, oh, maybe we would go play somewhere else, another state, and the MHSA waited until literally the last second to postpone it or pretty much cancel it. I guess we'll see, but.
1: yeah. Well, and they've kind of screwed people. They really did. It, it's been a tough pill to take, as you know. I mean, I've been, you know, involved myself personally broadcasting high school games for thirty-five years, Now, I get, I get the whole safety factor. And if that's the, the majority of uh, the athletic directors say that, uh, you know, they agree, that's one thing. But like Matt and I talked about last week, I mean, sixty percent—that's a majority wanted to play, you know, of athletic directors that were polled. Um, it's just—it's too bad, and the thing that bothers me about high school football, which the, this is the part, and I usually am pretty fair with the MHSA, but they, they try to put a positive spin on, well, we're going to allow high school coaches to uh, have practices with their football teams. Now, who in the hell, in their right mind, and we all played football. And we all tolerated practice. Yeah. Practice could be fun. But would <laughs> no, you want to go to practice no? and not have a game in front of you? You've got to be kidding me.
3: That
2: would be
1: hell. <laughs> it really would.
3: In college, At least in college, you know, maybe not everyone, but a lot of guys are, you know, working maybe towards an NFL career. So you could, you know, if you're still Michigan, Michigan State, they're still practicing. And maybe you're going to, like, further your career at those schools. So that's what you're still working for. If you're in high school – and, yeah, you're asking to go to a two-hour practice after school and run sprints and do all that stuff. <laughs> it is a little bit like, you know, like, what are we doing here? And that, that again, like, Jared, you're talking about the nation, nationwide, either we're playing or we're not. And just go. I mean, we've been talking about it for months. Like, it's just so strange that there's no continuity. Why one state can play, one state can't. And especially, and I, I've heard people say, like, specifically with Michigan, why it can't be almost like a case-by-case scenario. So, okay, maybe numbers are still bad in the Detroit area or, you know, some of the bigger city areas, and it, it would kind of suck for those schools, but, um, you know, maybe they can't play. But maybe in a place like Corona or, you know, mid-Michigan, some of the more rural areas where cases aren't bad, we give it a shot, you know, because we, the ADs want it to happen, the coaches want it to happen. We have safety protocols in place. We're going to social distance the games or no fans at the game. you know, whatever. We can at least give it a shot. I, I kind of don't know why you can't do it that way. I don't know if, like, logistically, you know, it would be too tough to pull off. But
1: Well, get this. It here's, seems
3: like it's such a mess.
1: Yeah. Well, here's a loophole that I, I got to believe schools downstate here are going to try and take advantage of. Like I said, they, all fall sports other than football have the green light right now to have games in the Upper Peninsula and up in the Traverse City area, probably down to about Houghton Lake. So just envision that line across the top of the state. There is absolutely nothing preventing a Cavalier, Crona Cavalier mm-hmm. volleyball team to travel up to uh, Houghton Lake and play a Saturday volleyball tournament. They can go up there and play. Yeah. But, but they can't play down here. I mean, it's just crazy.
2: No, no solution was going to please everybody. I mean, really, right? I, it's dumb how they, all sports should be, there shouldn't be certain regions that can play. It's just stupid,
1: right? Well, it's a mess for sure. Now, I will. I do want to get a blatant plug out for my. Uh, radio station home, Z92.5 The Castle. You know, every Friday night doing during the fall, in fact, Jared was going to do some intern play-by-play work with me this coming season. Of course, the games are all canceled, but, you know, everybody's used to hearing games on uh, Z92.5 on Friday night. So what we did with upper management's uh, OK, we're putting together... You know, kind of like what they did when the COVID first hit, you know, and they'd put the best of games out there of the Tigers and other games. Well, we're putting a nine-game schedule together of some of the classic broadcasts that we've had throughout the years, including, you know, everybody remembers the the very first Corona Owasso football game. Well, we got that on our schedule. We got uh, Owasso's lone playoff victory against Cadillac from 2012 we got a handful of other really good games that uh, we have on the schedule here so you know we're trying to do our part to let our our regular listeners know that we're there still supporting high school sports our sponsors are still on board so you know we're kind of excited about that so we hope you can uh, tune in if you're here in our area and also if you're a podcast listener we're going to post those games Uh, the following week after they're aired here on Z92.5, and I appreciate, Matt, all your help on on doing some of the editing on that.
3: That'll be really cool to hear some classic games and, and hear the sports guy through the years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially if you go back to my early games in, like, 96 or 97, you might uh, see a definite improvement to to move down the ladder, but (laughs) still had fun with it. I will say this. during I kind of listened to that Owasso-Corona classic first matchup. Man, we used to do some fun things here at the Castle. We used to have uh, live reporters at different games throughout mid-Michigan, and they'd actually phone in live from where they were at, and we'd get them on the air, you know, giving a recap of what's going on at their game. We, we pulled off some pretty innovative things back in the 90s.
3: It was a lot of fun.
1: So what happened? You just start rusting on your laurels? Absolutely. Just kind of put it on cruise control, <laughs> collect my paycheck, and yep. get the hell out, you know?
3: Get all that free pizza and crazy bread, too. <laughs> That's yep.
1: right. Uh, before we wrap up this portion here, or this podcast, uh, Matt, you, uh, you tweeted something on our site, and it was kind of exciting to me the trailer for the new Batman movie. What are your guys' thoughts on that with uh, what's the guy from the vampire movie? What's Robert his? Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Pa- Pat Patterson. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
3: Is it Patterson or Pattinson?
1: I thought it was Pattinson. Yeah, I think it might be Pattinson now that you say it. yeah it's Robert Pattinson. You're right. But I'll tell you what, the trailer looked to me it grabbed me. It looked pretty awesome. You know, it's another looks like another dark Batman thing, you know. But I it got me pumped up. And I and I'll say right now, Batman of all superheroes, comic book characters, he was always my go-to man. He's my I, favorite. I,
2: the trailer really blew me away. It looks freaking good. I will say this: the Riddler is basically what the Joker was in The Dark Knight, though. I mean, just a super smart guy, right. kind of pretty much riddles that Batman's gotta. Because that was basically what it was: was Batman just had to find the Joker in right. The Dark Knight, and he right. finally did, right. with the sonar device or whatever. So the Riddler's kind of just another version of the Joker,
1: except he probably has a little more evil.
2: As why how is he? The Joker's a little bit more evil. Well, no, I Riddler. thought maybe
1: they're gonna make the Riddler because the Riddler was always kind of a, a bad a guy, guy. Yeah, but he was goofy, but yeah. you know he wasn't evil. And the, the way they got him made up here, it looks like he could be pretty creepy.
3: Yeah, he. in, in the movie the one in the '90s or whatever? Jim Carrey played the Riddler. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously this one, yeah, is gonna look a little darker. And I know whenever we do entertainment tonight, you know, a lot of times. You guys are talking about shows or movies that I haven't seen. I've I've seen a lot of movies and stuff, but superhero movies have never really been my thing. I mean, I'm entertained by them, the Marvel movies or, you know, Iron Man and stuff like that. They're cool. Uh, I just – I don't necessarily like the fantasy type of stuff. That's why I've never watched Star Wars, and that's why some of these other movies. I just don't necessarily like the fantasy world or, you know, like Transformers. I, you know, it's cool. I get it, the effects and everything. Just not 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 really into them. And, you know, I never read the, the comic books and stuff like that. So I don't, you know, people always say, like, when they break down some of these movies, the superhero movies, if they've read the comic books, they're like, this didn't go along with the storyline or this character. That's not who he really is. or You know, stuff like that. That's not me. I mean, I'm just like, I was entertained for an hour and a half. But that's why I like Batman. I'm with you, Ted. Batman's always been my favorite because the story and everything, it seems like it could just be... A a true story It's like The realism is there You know Like this is just A rich guy With some cool
1: toys Right And the whole background You know With him With him watching His parents get murdered You know And then he Evolves to become The Batman That's what this one's Called too right The Batman
2: Do we The thing that's Kind of crazy about This trailer Is that it's not Even as good as Like it could be Because this movie Isn't even like Fully shot Right And I believe That there's The Riddler Isn't the only Villain that's in it I think that there's A few different ones that's kind of one of the things like people are don't know whether that's going to work or not. So it's cool how it's just like basically 25% of this movie has been filmed, but they put together one hell of a trailer.
1: T- they did. <laughs> it got all the Batman fans out there kind of excited including myself for sure. I'm looking forward to it. what is it 2022? Is that when it's coming out? I
2: don't think they know for sure yet. Oh okay. Cuz they're waiting yeah, think until think the about
3: theaters like the superhero movies or I mean really it's any movie, but the superhero movies specifically like constantly being redone. You know, like Spider-Man now has been done a hundred times. There's some of these other ones. Or now, yeah, there's been all these different Batmans. Like, do you, are you just like, whatever, give me more? I want more, just whatever. I'm, I love them. Or is it kind of like, you know, you can overdo it a little bit?
1: Some of them you can overdo. I don't think the Batman series has really overdone it, you know. I mean, they've had different genres of how they've presented it. But there's not that many out there like there are the Marvel movies. And I know, Jared, you're a big Marvel guy yeah. and you like all that stuff which I've never kind of gotten into it either. They're enjoyable movies, but, you know, I'm not, it's just not a a must-see thing for me right away. But Batman is, you know, any of the Batmans. Same thing, like you said, Matt, with Spider-Man. First couple ones I really enjoyed, but, I mean, it's been all over the place, and I haven't haven't felt the need that I had to go watch Spider-Man.
2: I love superhero movies and the thought of them like living in a like Matt was saying how he doesn't like the fantasy world that's the thing that's kind of that's why I've always liked Batman because I do kind of agree with that where pretty much and especially in the Dark Knight they weren't like Bane was pretty strong I guess was kind of thing where a little bit unbelievably strong but they're pretty realistic and the Riddler has no powers Batman doesn't have any powers so you can kind of see a world where maybe this could work. Like, maybe that could actually happen. Sure. I mean, obviously probably not, but maybe it could.
1: Down the road, you know, every once in a while we like to do our little polls and contests between the three of us. We ought to rank all the Batman movies, (laughs) which ones we like the best, which ones we think are crap.
3: I'm not saying I've seen every movie, but, Jared, have you seen all the, you know, like the older Batman movies?
2: I've seen parts of them. I've never watched like the Jack Nicholson like all the way through. That I don't even know. They those are kind of corny.
3: Yeah, a little
1: corny, but you should check it out just uh, to to get the feel compared yeah. to that and you know the more modern ones now which are have taken Batman to a lot darker level for yeah. sure. But I thought the I thought the original ones by Christopher Nolan were pretty good. I mean the the visual was good, you know. Yeah, it was a little corny, but hey, remember I became a Batman fan when you couldn't be any more corny than the old TV series. Yeah. But I loved it. You know, as a kid, it was awesome. All right, guys, I think we we cranked our way through another podcast. One thing is nice, even though Matt and I limped along last week, I think we did all right. We, it's always good to have Jared back in the fold, and you're going to be around now from now on, right? Is that yeah, the promise you've be. made us? That's the promise. <laughs> we'll see. So you never know what could happen. Well, good. Well,
3: we'll make. Hey, be- you, guys, you guys ran out of mulch? <laughs> yeah.
2: Just yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. Got the job done uh, ahead of schedule. So
1: good deal. Also, uh, just a quick promo here again. Uh, this coming Friday night, uh, the twenty eighth, we'll have our first Castle Classic. That's Wasso and Cadillac. Tom Harkmo was coaching the boys. Uh, they went on the road to Cadillac and really picked up a stunning upset. So tune in this Friday night, right around seven. We'll also. Start each uh, classic contest with uh, about a five-minute interview with either a coach or a player from that particular team to kind of set the stage for you. So we're kind of excited about it. And again, we we definitely want to thank the sponsors that stuck with us here in this unprecedented time of COVID. But we'll call it a wrap, everyone. Make sure you let our partners know you listen in. They include Advanced Elevator, Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House & Grill, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Sheridan Auction Service. For Jared Fattel and Matt Burns, I'm Ted Fattel. Thanking you again for supporting Three Point Podcast. Three Point
0: Podcast is syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. The show is a SportsNet Michigan production recorded at the WJSZ Mid-Michigan Studios. Spread the word to your friends and family and subscribe on Apple Podcasts soundcloud or any of the other big podcast hosting sites comments and questions can be sent via social media at three point pod or by email to three pod at gmail.com thanks for listening and until next time bye for now